Welcome to the OA Light a Candle Meeting Podcast. Visit our website at oalaig.org where you will find several speaker fees with over 800 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs for these speakers, and a place to donate to keep this special service active. The opinions expressed on the Light a Candle Podcast are those of individual OA members and do not represent OA as a whole. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Rhonda. Hello, everyone. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. All these faces. Um, I'm Rhonda, compulsive over and under eater. I, I used to live in Los Angeles, but I now live in the Chicago area. And so I used to attend this meeting um, live, which was amazing. And I've missed it so much. I've missed all my fellows in, in LA. And I'm still connected to um, so many of them, so it's amazing. This is like one of, you know, one of the blessings of being at home and, and operating meetings this way um, is getting to be here and participate and see all of you and happy birthday um, to the birthday people and welcome to the newcomers. It's great to see and, and hear so many people and I love the wisdom I heard from, you know, 33 years in the room. It's 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 amazing. Um, I came into OA in 2009, so 11 years ago. I was insane. I was insane around food and my body. I was in total obsession, and I just, I I couldn't take it anymore. I didn't want to live like that anymore, and I was I was pretty certain of that. Um, I had a friend who was in. Um, in AA and I saw her changing her life and I, and I just said, I, I want that for myself. And she said, I'm pretty sure it's available. You should go check this out. And I did, I got on right away and looked up meetings and thankfully, you know, I lived in Santa Monica. I was like in the heart of it. They were right there. And I, and I, and I went to my first meeting and I just couldn't believe what I heard. Like the people, what people were sharing so honestly and I related and um, they were willing to talk to me. And um, I guess I, I, you know, from the beginning, I felt hope just by hearing other people. So I hope that you hear at least some of that tonight. Um, I do also have, I celebrated 11 years of abstinence in March. And I, it's like, I can't believe that much time has passed. Like, it's really true. Like one day at a time, that's really, you know, it's a lot of one day at a time put together. And I still live my life like that, like just as much or even more than I did in the beginning. Like I take that so seriously. Like I just have to be in today. That's, that's all I have to do. That's all I have anyways. Um, so what it was like, I, I don't know if I was born a compulsive overeater. I know that, you know, I always found food to be quite comforting. Um, I went through puberty kind of on the earlier side, and I definitely know that, like, food, you know, was comforting in my friend then. But I, I, wasn't, I wasn't binging, and I wasn't trying to change or restrict it. And then... Um, a few years later, I grew and just, I just kind of grew into myself. Um, but I, I didn't lose how I felt about myself. Like I was, I, I always just identified with being like uncomfortable in my body. And 
I couldn't see myself like, you know, any different than, than that kind of like imprinted in me. And I, I got in, um, to the modeling industry and started modeling professionally when I was like 14 and 15 years old. And with that, I, there was a lot of pressure to start looking a specific way. And I, I, you know, I guess, I, you know, I was young and impressionable and I took a lot of that on. Um, and so like, I can't tell for sure. Like I, you know, I can't rewrite history. So I don't know if I really would have had like the extent of like, you know, the binge and restrict cycle that I was in for a good almost 15 years before getting into program. If it would have looked the way it did. But I certainly know that I used food, you know, like it was shared here. I didn't, I didn't like how I felt or I couldn't handle how I felt. So I used food um, to deal with it. That was my solution. And it worked. It worked for a long time. And it got me through a lot of things until I just really, I wasn't, I didn't want to live like that anymore. I didn't want to live in the repercussions on the other side of it, you know, the demoralizing feeling of not being able to control what I was eating and, and eating to, you know, pure sickness and being, you know, so full that I can't move and don't want to leave my house and connect with other people, you know, like I could see how it was really getting in the way of me having any intimacy really at all, but just even like connecting with friends and, you know, it was this, I didn't, I used to like have this barometer when people ask you, ask me how I was, it was always like, oh, I, like I had a good day with food or I had a bad day with food. Like that was really it. Or I got to exercise or I didn't get to exercise. And like, that's really how I like felt about myself. And I thought that the people around me close to me knew what that meant, but they didn't. I mean, most people didn't know how much I really was struggling with all of it until years later when I, you know, when I started sharing more, but I, um, anyway, I, I remember, I remember like one of the first times, like I really, really binged and was like super uncomfortable. And I know it was because I was restricting, like it really was, I was starving and I, it was like repercussions, but I remember that feeling of just being like really calmed down by it and just really grounded. So I didn't really know how much anxiety I really felt until I got into recovery when I, you know, when I tried to stop eating that I recognized like what it was really doing for me, like that it really was a lot of times like my way of calming down and grounding and, and dealing with that. Um, so I, I remember finding the big book, like a used big book, probably eight or nine years before I ever like got into the rooms and reading it. Like I just, uh, and I, I got a couple other books of, I don't know if they're still in circulation, but it was, you know, compulsive overeaters, people who identify as compulsive overeaters sharing their stories. And I was just like, oh my God, like reading the big book, I'm like, I am these people. I am these people with food. Like I can't, like I just, I related on such a deep level and I looked into OA, but I was living in Florida at the time. I didn't have a car and I didn't know how I was going to get there. So I just, I didn't, I didn't go at the time, but 
you know, I, I don't know if I really would have been ready. I had to go out and try and do a lot more things, um, I think, before I was willing to really hear the message here, to, to really be willing to try to live a different way. And if there's one thing that I really felt compelled to, like, say or share is, like, I know my details may be different than yours. You may identify with some things, but, like, the main thing is like this really is a spiritual program so your abstinence might look different um you know the way that you eat or deal with food might be different but like i feel like we're all moving in the same direction and that's towards like faith or trust in something other than ourselves and our own thinking and you know it's it's taken me a lot of time to realize, but I, early on, I started to recognize, like, I can't trust my thinking. Like, it's not accurate. So much of what comes into my mind is not true, you know? I got to know that voice inside that would say, you know, oh, you blew it. Just have more. It doesn't matter. You know, go ahead. Have 10 more. You know, finish the bag. Start tomorrow. Um, or that would, you know, maybe I would have a little bit of something that I felt uncomfortable with, or I'd try a new food. Cause I was, you know, I was pretty restrictive and, and had did a lot of diets. I mean, there's not a diet that I came across that I didn't try. I went to nutritionists, you know, doctors, pills, potions. The only thing I didn't do was surgery to try to, con you know, control, manipulate my body. But I, I mean, I exhausted my options. Um, and I was like, I was the amazing client with like, you know, the nutritionist around the diet until I wasn't. Like, I would want to show you and prove you how, how good I could do it or like, you know, um, please you. And then I couldn't deal with my emotions or life would get in the way. And I would, you know, I would need food again to to handle, you know, whatever was going on in my life. And I lived alone for years and traveled a lot. And like, you know, I have memories of most cities that I can think of that I've visited all over the world. I can like think about myself wandering around reading menus, <laughs> visiting like health food stores, like looking at food. I mean, to me, I'm like, you know, I can kind of like have some compassion and laugh about it now, but I'm like, that's kind of really sad. Like, there's a lot more to see in a lot of these cities and those things. But like, that was my thing that I always like gravitated towards to try to like have some sort of certainty about life or comfort. And yeah, like I was saying, I like, you know, with this much time and reflection and recovery, I can see like, A, my thinking, I had a problem with my thinking and I trusted it and I believed too much of the thoughts that went into my head about, you know, myself, I'm not good enough, I don't measure up, you know, those types of thoughts, or like I said, like, oh, whatever, like, you blew it, like, you know, you had one bite too many, or you're full now, like, that, you know, you just go ahead, eat more, or start again on Monday, or, you know, all, all those things that I just, like, I took too seriously, and I would listen to that. The other thing is, is that although I, like, I maybe would have said I believed in God. I didn't act like I believed in God. I really thought that was, you know, maybe 
left for people that were religious, you know, the way that I grew up. So I wasn't religious and I wasn't doing all the things that, you know, that I was taught growing up. So I really didn't have that much of a connection with God. And that was another, like, I, I look back and see like dilemma for me. It was like, I was self-reliant. I was relying on me for everything, like me and my poor thinking. (laughs) And it really was like that God-sized hole that they, I hear about in, you know, in meetings and from others, like there was something really missing there for me. And you know, it was sad thinking that, you know, I really thought God was busy dealing with much bigger things than like what I, you know, how much I weigh and what I put in my mouth every day. But I can, you know, I can say without a doubt now that like today I really feel that God really does care because my usefulness in the world and what I can really, how I can really show up for myself and other people and be of service is dependent not not on my weight at all but it is dependent on um me being clear and me being absent um and um yeah i can see like that's um it's a significant thing and it took me a while so i guess i'll give more details i when i came in i i definitely like everyone I saw that was getting recovery had sponsors. So I did that right away. It took me a few different people to find like what felt like the right fit. Um, And once I did, I just like, I really dove in. I get step work and I would work on it and I would move through it because I wanted recovery. And I spent time reading the big book with fellows and really just getting familiar with the steps and what was like, you know, the steps for a reason that's how you you move closer i you know i feel like moving closer to god um as i did that and i personally had to go out and do some outside um reading of you know different literatures and exploration to find a god that fit for me and that took a little time and it's evolved over time but um it's really, you know, I feel like for me, I just have a really loving, compassionate God. Um, and I gave up a long time ago that like Santa Claus God of like just praying for what I want and hoping I get it. And, and more just, you know, I feel like what I have now is a certainty or a trust that like, no matter what happens in my life, no matter whether it's, you know, something I perceive as good or bad or challenging, like I trust that I'll be guided through it. Like I really trust, like no matter, I've been through hard things, a lot of hard things. And I mean, I have evidence now with this much time in that I can lean into. And I feel like that keeps building that trust more for me. But I just really know that through the connections that I have with the people in these rooms in this program and my connection with God, like I will be able to walk through anything. And that includes like, you know, what's going on in the world right now. I could, I could really freak myself out if, you know, by looking at the news too much or, or um, spending too much time in my head. But when I slow it down with you know, what I hear 
what I learned here to do, I feel like, you know, my 11 years was bringing me to this point of like really um, knowing like what to do in this time is, is keeping it in today. Like I just have to do today. Cause I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm like, I never been that great at really predicting the future or being a fortune teller. And I, I don't know anybody else for sure. That's like completely accurate at predicting and knowing what the future is going to be. I'm sure they'd be very wealthy if they did, if there was someone who 100% knew what was going on and what was going to happen. But we don't. And so anything that my mind can come up with is just, it's, it's not accurate or the truth. And what's the, you know, I, I really say to myself, like, what's the point of freaking myself out today? <laughs> what's that going to do for me? So what can I do? What's in front of me? I, I really was reminded today, knowing that I was going to be on this meeting, how powerful it is to be connected and be of service. Because what I was thinking about all day was like, what could I share that might be helpful? Like, what is it about my journey um, that could be useful? And, and thinking about the people all day that like had an impact on my life. So, you know, I wasn't looking and reading the news and all these other things that at times I've gotten wrapped up in and not felt so, you know, wondering then why my day feels more challenging or, you know, I have a lot of, a lot, a lot of freedom around food that I did not have. And I didn't, I did not think was ever going to be possible for me given where I came from. But I'll admit like in the last few weeks being mostly homebound, I've had times where it's just felt a little more challenging or where I've had, you know, things come up of like wanting more of something, you know, feeling a little bit more compulsive, I guess, with the words around it. But I, you know, it doesn't take long for me to, to spot that, to then, you know, like move into the solution of, you know, for me, like talking to fellows is like, my number one, you know, sometimes when I can't just like get quiet and talk to God, like talking to a fellow and getting honest is my first step to doing that. And I feel like, you know, God really is there in my conversations with fellows, if I'm willing to be honest. And I, you know, I really pick people that I feel safe with. So I'm like, I can just say whatever's going on for me. And, and then I really feel like I'm more in the solution rather than like, still in my head. Um, I, um, yeah, so I definitely, I've, I've worked all 12 steps. I've, you know, I've done service in pretty much every way. Um, I'm, I'm really, you know, I definitely, like I said, encourage sponsorship, but like sponsoring also is like a huge gift. And I'm almost like feel like the blessing of like a newcomer calling me the last week and me having to like revisit you know maybe maybe I feel like it's God like you know helping me even like prepare to come here and talk today of like reminding me of what it was like and and having somebody ask me you know these specific questions of like how did this happen for you and what is God to you and how do you connect with God and can I really do this um to really like be in conversation about that like such a gift of like having to, you know, like kind of get closer to my own recovery by talking, by talking to others. And, um, I, 
you know, since I moved from LA, I haven't had as many um, meetings to go to face to face here. I've been working the 12 steps in another program, but I, um, I'm still very close to my fellows, but so I, when I'm, you know, when I'm not getting to meetings as much, then I don't have as much chance to meet the newcomers. So, um, like I said, I, I feel really blessed when I get to like have those conversations because like I get maybe just as much or more, more out of it. Um, when I'm, when I'm being of service in that place, it, it gets me out of myself. It gets me out of, um, my own head. Um, a little bit more time. What else do I want to share? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I can share like a little bit specifically around food. And again, like, I hope you hear like that the spiritual part of it of moving toward God, not the details about like, you know, what my food specifically looks like, but for some people it's helpful to hear. I don't have a specific um, food plan. I mean, I remember early on, I was like sending my food to someone thinking like, I'm being more honest. And my sponsor was like, what, what is going on with you? Like, you seem more obsessed about food in our conversations. And I'm like, oh, I'm sending my food. And she's like, I think you actually need to stop. And I was like, I really was. I was just trying to show, you know, in a way it was like another place that I could like, let me show you what I can do. And, and, um, and uh impress you by like how clean i can eat but the thing is is like for me and this is only for me because i know that tool works for people i that would just set me up for like that perfectionist part of me that would like then you know there was always the point part where it would like it just wouldn't look that way and then it would really trip me up like if if it wasn't you know as clean as Rhonda, i you have 10 minutes thank you or needed, or, you know, thought that it should be. So for me, it's been a lot of like loosening that up. I, I mean, the quickest way for me to feel out of control or feel like I am like maybe gaining weight, I don't get on the scale, but like just feel a little more uncomfortable in my body is to think about how to lose weight. If I start thinking about or coming up with any plans to do that, um, through food or exercise, I can guarantee you that my food will get bigger or messier. When I connect with God, my, you know, or higher power, and, and really be like, how can I, like, really from, like, a loving, compassionate place, like, take care of this body today so I can show up to my life? My food gets cleaner. My, there's, like, just, for me, it's about, like, um, you know, taking care of myself, not trying to change it. So, you know, that's, that's been, and that's taken time for, you know, me to get there. There was definitely years where it was, you know, I felt like up and down or I'd be in a meeting and I'd hear how other people were doing it. And then I'd spin out about like, is that how I should do it? Should I do it this way? Should I do it that way? And I, you know, for me, I guess I, what I realize is that I just, you know, I now have like a lot of acceptance around like what works for me and what doesn't. And 
I'm open to that changing one day, you know, if my needs change, but you know, that's where I am today. So, you know, even in the last like few weeks when I've noticed like, wow, like I'm, you know, I'm, this feels a little compulsive or, you know, I had a, you know, extra snack or something. I'm like, did I, re- did I really need that? Um, I can, you know, like slow down and really be like, okay, like, where am I in? I'm in fear. I'm thinking about the future or I'm thinking about that. I'm, you know, I'm looking at other people thinking that everybody's using all this time to exercise more and eat cleaner and do all these things like self-improvement. And, you know, those are the lies that my head will tell me because I'm sure, I'm pretty sure it's not accurate that the entire world is like at home and, you know, exercising and, um, and eating cleaner right now. And, and I don't need to know anyways, it's not my business. What my business is, is like, you know, like I said, getting back into the day, finding places to be of service and, um, and taking care of me. So I feel like I've shared um, most of what I had felt that I wanted to, or was you know, kind of feels complete for now. So I'm open to answering questions. I think that was what was left of the time. Great. Thank you so much, Rhonda. Beautiful. Um, So if you want to ask Rhonda a question, you go down to participants and you raise your little blue hand um, and I will go ahead and call on you. It looks like the first question is Lori. You want to go ahead and ask your question. Thank you so much for your share. Um, one of the things I struggle with is actual, the conscious contact with God. I mean, I'll get halfway through my day and and um, tell myself, oh, you didn't do your devotion today or you didn't talk to God this morning when you woke up. And I'm just wondering if you had any little secrets you could share, so to speak. But yeah, I'm... I'm other than that, yeah, that's that's my biggest fear and program is not having that conscious contact. Yeah, um, great question. I so what comes forward for me is you know at least my belief is you know my higher power is always there. So I'm I'm really plugged in, you know, like the connection is there, but I I can be the one that's distracted. So you know I'll wake up too and notice all of a sudden like I've looked at my email and I've looked at this I've looked you know and I'll be spinning a little bit but like we can plug in at any time like it's really you know for me I guess I'll just speak for me it's really on my own thinking that makes it bad or wrong that I didn't start with that but when I notice that I'm disconnected or I'm not feeling you know as as plugged in that I would like to be like I can just slow down and do that in some way. And there's many ways, like, like I said, one of the main ways I do that is connecting with a fellow for sure. So talking to another person and sometimes even just leaving a person a message, you know, but literature does that for me, slowing down and just asking, you know, God to be with me. That does it for me. Um, You know, I have two little kids. Sometimes it's just like, oh, like, you know, just redirecting my attention back to like what's present in my life, like what's in front of me, who needs me right now. So that's how I do it. And, you know, I'm not plugged in 24 seven either. Like (laughs) there's plenty of time that I recognize I'm not. And then that's just like, 
that's the gift. That's the point part right there is like, oh, wow. Like I actually noticed that I'm not. So now I have a chance to be. So if that makes sense. Great, Lucy B, go ahead and ask your question. Um, thank you so much, Rhonda. It's lovely to see you. Um, how do you stay away from the self-hatred and the shame? Do you still get like little moments of that on occasion? Yes, you know, I still human, my mind will still go to places. Um, and um, again, I, I feel like for me, if I can voice some of those things, if I can, you know, share them with someone I, I love and trust, a fellow or someone close to me that I can, you know, I can hear a lot of times, like, you know, how unfairly I'm like judging or treating myself for the lack of compassion in there. So I guess that goes back to just being honest. I don't keep it to myself. Um, and yeah, I guess, I mean, connecting for sure, you know, as well, like with my sponsor who, you know, just, I guess, always directs me, you know, back to God. And, and I guess for me, thankfully, I feel like I have like a loving relationship with, with my higher power. So that feels like comforting, like to me too, when I can be so harsh. Um, and just like, you know, that I'll just really say to myself, I'm like, really? Like, is that where you're, you're thinking? Like, you don't have to believe that. Like, I don't have to buy into that thinking today. It's just thoughts. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how it's for me. Great. And our last question tonight will come from Paris. Go ahead and ask your question, Paris. Hi, Rhonda. Uh, thank you so much for your share. I resonated with it uh, so, so much, almost too much at certain points. <laughs> um, my, my, my question is more so as, as far as like the, the model background and the restriction and that being so uh, ingrained in us and, and uh, ingrained in our illness as well. What, what was your step as far as like getting through that, especially without uh, obsessing over a food plan, which is something that I am struggling with currently? What yeah, was, yeah. What was your thing? <sighs> For me, so I came in at like, a you know, one of my lower weights because I'd been on an insane diet from a doctor. I can't even believe they would, you know, give that to me. But um, I, I just really had to be willing to just let, let my body just be and I, and, and not judge that and, and give some space for me to, you know, for me, there was a lot of foods I was afraid of. There was a lot of things I was afraid to do and try around food. And I just had to give some space for that and see almost like test things and, and see what would happen for me. Like, you know, adding certain foods back into my life that, you know, like I said, that I had like my diet had had made so many rules about things. And I guess I just had to have some evidence. Like if I break this, like what will happen? And I would do it with support, you know, I'd talk to those things about, you know, to fellows with recovery or, or my, my sponsor for sure. And, um, you know, my sponsor had a similar path as me and I literally would 
some days for days in a row being like, remind me that this worked out for you, <laughs> like that this was the path for you. Can you please remind me of your story again? I need to hear, you know, but I just, I, I guess the biggest piece was just like really surrender how I thought like my body should be or look because that was ultimately what I was like trying to control through my food largely. I mean, I was trying to control my emotions too, but that was like short-term fleeting things. But like the overall control was like, I, if, if I can just keep my body a certain way, then I can be okay. And, you know, eventually walking through that, I could see like, well, that's not even true because I wasn't okay when I was doing that. I wasn't okay at my like smallest, most perfect weight that I could um, get to. Um, 